Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 2 of season 3 of the Wormbrenner Podcast. I am your host, Justin, and for this week, I really wanted to take a dive into the MLS and just the overall structure of the MLS. There's been a lot of talk, especially with the MLS commissioner coming out and stating that there's going to be some changes made in the MLS over the next couple of years, and... Honestly, I wanted to kind of create my own little structure here, and and I've used a lot of different sources when it comes to this, and I'm, I'm just so excited to be bringing this to you. And as many times as I say it, I am very pro-rel pro for the United States, but alas, my structure does not have pro-rel in it. <gasps> I know you guys are going to be absolutely losing your minds. I'm talking like a madman, but but regardless, I hope you guys enjoy it as well as I really want to just take a loose kind of approach when it comes to the final half of the episode because let's just go over some CONCACAF Champions League predictions. I know that the Austin FC game is already underway, so I kind of can't predict that one, but the rest of them I will. And so, yeah, I'm just looking to have some fun with this, and I hope you guys enjoy my structure for the MLS. And, And it's not that far off of what we actually have. It I I think you guys will enjoy it. But if you have not already, go ahead and check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Wormburner Podcast. If you have not checked out our website, it is the dash wormburner dash podcast.captivate.fm. Again, that is the dash wormburner dash podcast.captivate.fm. And if you have not checked out our Twitter, it is at Wormburner PDCST. Our tag is at Wormburner PDCST. I try to keep up to date with all of our social medias and especially on Twitter. I'm pretty active on when it comes to Twitter. And uh, let's let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. I'm, I'm really excited. But before we get into the MLS structure that I've created for this week, I really want to take a minute and let you guys know that next week is going to be a really, really big episode for the Wormburner Podcast. Be sure to come back next week on March 15th when we launch episode 3 of the Wormburner Podcast. So keep that in mind, guys, because I am so ready for it. You have absolutely no idea. And I'll give a little teaser on our Twitter and Facebook before the episode airs so you guys can maybe even have a guess at it. Who knows? But let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. I really wanted to make a shout out to Minnesota Super Cup for really sparking this idea when it comes to the restructure or my restructure for the MLS because this actually kind of has a little bit to do with their competition. So if you don't know, Minnesota Super Cup is actually a local competition in Minnesota that takes some of the teams around the state and competing for a title themselves. And to list the names of the teams as well that are involved, it is Duluth FC, Minneapolis City, the Minnesota United FC Youth Team, from the MLS Next Division, as well as Med City, St. Croix Legends, I hope I hope I said that right, and Valora FC are all involved in this competition for the Minnesota Super Cup, and I just wanted to shout them out because I really appreciate the just overall competition itself. I, I'm going to be checking it out when 
the competition actually goes on. I believe it was yesterday or the day before when this episode comes out that they've released their group stage participants, and so they're getting ready to launch that competition. So without further ado, my setup for the MLS kind of keeps the overall structure of the MLS the same. There are going to be a few changes, but there is going to be a competition before the MLS starts. So with this structure, I am basing this off of, and if you checked out or saw my Twitter before this episode aired, there was a little teaser that said that this was kind of similar to a active league in South America. And I know a lot of you could be saying, oh, he's going to be doing the Apertura and Clausura for this episode. I don't believe the MLS is ready for something like that or that structure like that. That's going to be a lot of games. Holy cow, we're already in a massive amount of games already introducing the new competition, the League's Cup. It, I feel like, in a way, we kind of need to reduce the games, and so that kind of led to my reasoning and the structure of my MLS format. And so... I'll explain that as we go along. So, the country in which this league that I've set up for the MLS is similar to is Brazil. And a lot of you are going to be like, what? I I found this absolutely and truly fascinating when I did my research on our previous episode of the Wormburner podcast over the Brazilian league. They actually hold statewide competitions before their divisions kick off. And let me repeat that. They are divided into states and they hold statewide run tournaments before their league kicks off. And so with my idea of the MLS structure, it's kind of the same thing. Each state holds their own competitions within, obviously, their own states, and from there, they can crown a champion of the state, and I feel like that would really grow the exposure of some smaller teams, as well as kind of be used as a MLS preseason, because with all of these games going on, sadly, the MLS will be losing a preseason with all of these games, and the way that I've structured it, they would need a preseason. And I feel like that could serve us as a good preseason, a good competition to actually hold and be a part of. And I feel like as well, there's a couple points that I want to make for this. One of them is the overall advertisement for these lower leagues or lower teams, smaller teams, that they wouldn't get otherwise, especially if they get a a massive upset over a team larger than them. We don't need to involve every single league here in the United States. I feel like it would be sufficient if we included the MLS and then all of the USL leagues, so like USL Championship, USL League 1, and USL League 2. I feel like that should be sufficient enough, and especially this could be a good competition for 
multi-MLS team states, so like California, Florida, Ohio, New York, that have multiple MLS teams, this could actually be a legitimate competition for them and add to the rivalry that the rivalry state-wise to these teams and add more of a, I don't want to say culture, but that's honestly the word that's coming to me when it comes to this, as well as another benefit that at least cost-wise will be lower than any other major competition, like let's just say the League's Cup, for example. I'm not trying to throw dirt at the League's Cup, but (laughs) regardless, the overall cost will be low on travel because you're staying in your state. You, You don't have to go across state lines. You don't have to take a plane to go somewhere. You could could very easily drive there and it would be cost effective to smaller teams as well as larger teams. They don't have to spend an arm and a leg to be able to go somewhere, especially again with these smaller teams that are able to get the exposure on this bigger stage. Now, as well as exposure, I really wanted to also emphasize the tough competition for these smaller sides. Yes, it would be a bit of a downside, especially with the larger teams having the funding that they do, as well as just the overall player structure and the the quality of players that they have. But overall, this would still provide a very tough competition for these smaller sides. And maybe once or twice every year, we could be looking at an upset, a massive upset if that. Maybe one of these USL championships or or even a USL League One team could knock off an MLS side in this competition if we're talking about the statewide run leagues or, or tournaments. It could be decided however the state wants, and especially if there's a state with a lot of teams. I know that Florida has an unbelievable amount of USL League 2 teams. So with that being said, I feel like this would be a really good way to not only have a low amount of travel costs and just overall cost in general to teams, while also improving the soccer within their region. And that to me speaks volumes when it comes to the overall MLS itself because that's that's really and truly what we need to do. I think at the end of the day when it comes to all of the people having to do with soccer or football here in the United States, we just want the sport here to get better. And whether we believe in pro-rel, whether we don't believe in pro-rel, at the end of the day we want soccer in the U.S. to get better. And I feel like this would be a good way to be able to do it because here we are having these smaller teams going against larger teams. We hear about all the time in the the U.S. Cup how USL championship sides are beating MLS sides. I think one of the more recent ones, I think it might have been Louisville City, was upsetting MLS sides left and right. Oh, the Sacramento Republic upset a bunch of teams last year in in the U.S. Open Cup. And what if they got that shot at a state title in this sense of a state-run tournament and they were able to be the champions of California? That'd be, that'd be really cool for me personally. And, and to have that kind of exposure to allow these smaller sides with smaller with 
the lower lower quality players, let's just say that. I, I, I don't mean that as an insult, but to give them that competition to step up and pressure makes diamonds. And I feel like that would be a really good way to improve the overall quality of soccer and football in the United States. Now, going and following the Brazilian structure, we would then go into the actual MLS side. So after the statewide run tournaments, the second half, quote-unquote, second half of the season would start. And just like in Brazil, the United States, they would be divided into their respective leagues. So the MLS teams would go to the MLS. The USL championship sides would go to the USL championship. It's the same way in Brazil. So all the first division sides would go into the first division. All the second division sides would go into the second division, and then so on and so forth. I believe they go all the way down to the fourth or fifth division by chance in their state-run competitions. Uh, I did not catch that when it came to my research. But regardless... They're multi-level division deep tournaments, and that's the emphasis that I wanted to use here in in my structure. Now, the smaller changes that I would perform when it comes to the overall basic season of the MLS, I feel like we should follow in the similar footsteps of the NFL, and I know that's going to (gasps) be, you dare say those letters. (laughs) So... I feel like what it should be every single season is every team plays against their own, every team in their own conference twice, once home, once away, as well as maybe a couple games cross-conference, and the U.S. Open Cup stays the same, and the Supporter Shield can be done the exact same way. I don't want to get rid of that competition because it is a relatively good competition to keep up with the most points, most the best defensive team, and... I feel like that's a good way to be able to wrap in new soccer fans while also having kind of the same structure as other sports here in the United States. But the other changes that I would make is in the actual playoff themselves. And I have been a massive fan of two-legged matches ever since I really got into soccer. And I wanted to utilize that in in my structure of the MLS with this setup. I feel like the matches for the wild card, the conference semifinals, and the conference final should be two-legged affairs, one, one at home and one away. And the reason I say that is, don't get me wrong, I do like the overall competition of one leg where any team can win that one singular game but if there's if it's a two-legged affair you really and truly do get sometimes the more dominant team the better team at the end of two games now don't get me wrong the same thing can be hap- can happen and one team can dominate the first game win 1-0 but in the second game they absolutely lose everything and they end up losing 3-0 for an aggregate score of 3-1. to It would be absolutely insane. But things like that happen. And two-legged matches are more competitive, I feel like, in that instance. I, I don't agree with the new 
structure of the MLS, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of the upcoming changes for the MLS is one of the rounds is going to be a best of three series, which I'll be 100% honest, my brain's hurting after thinking about that. (laughs) I just, I've never thought of that going into the world of soccer. I definitely don't think anything having to do with that would be even remotely incorporated into Europe or anywhere else because they just they wouldn't see the benefit of it I don't think but maybe they will who knows we don't know at this point but the reason why I also want to say we could switch the playoffs into two-legged affairs is this would match the competition of almost every single major tournament around the world the CONCACAF Champions League, the UEFA Champions League, all of these competitions have two-legged matches for the round 16 quarterfinals, semifinals, up until the final, which is one game. And that would be the same way that the I feel like the MLS should run it when it comes to the wild card round, the conference semifinals, the conference finals, and then the MLS Cup final is a one-legged game or a singular game at a neutral location and it, and this gets the soccer world here in the United States a glimpse of both worlds of seeing how we run sports when it comes to NFL we'll keep it similar to that so that way we can g- gain new people learning the sport say hey okay this this sport also has two conferences but also introduce little nuggets like a two-legged wild card round one conference semifinal conference final so that way they can learn more about soccer like okay this is something new that not a lot of the other sports have instead of a best of three or a best of five or a best of seven there's two matches and the aggregate score combined is the winner progresses from there it's new concepts that we can introduce to the American population and just grow it from there, learning even more, because I feel like that is where America should go when it comes to soccer. Now, as for Pro-Rel, I don't want to say that this idea is completely removed from Pro-Rel, because... As I had stated before, this is a very similar structure to Brazil, and Brazil does have Pro-Rel. The only thing I will concede here is that, number one, financially, a bunch of the teams in the MLS are wrapped up way differently than the Brazilian League is. So, that's an obstacle in itself already. But, number two, and I really wanted to keep in mind here, if we ever, by chance, did become a pro-rel system, or an open system as some say, it would allow for that transition to be seamless other than the fact that there's two divisions, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. We would have to decide that some way. But overall, it would keep it relatively the same as Brazil, and it would be a structure that a pro-rel open system would seamlessly fit into and be able to add to the league, if we ever decided to do something like that, as well as the possibility 
of maybe not having a salary cap. That could be a discussion as well, because again, the Brazilian league doesn't really have a salary cap like the United States does. We're one of the only leagues in the world that has a salary cap. It, it, in the strict terms, there are leagues like Spain that have a, a very loose term of a payroll, but we can get that in, get into that in another episode of the Wormbrenner Podcast. And also as well, keeping in mind our league structure will be different than the rest of the world's. And here's why I say that. It's because the MLS is one of, and I don't want to say it that we are, because I'm not entirely sure, but we are one of the largest top flights in the entire world. There is hardly any leagues. I know for a fact Argentina is going to 30 teams here soon, but I don't think there's any other leagues in the entire world that have 30 or more teams in their top division. So we have to look at this from a different lens of, okay, how do we still progress this league while also being be the largest in the world? Because... Not many leagues have 30 teams in them. It's ridiculous. And that's a large amount of games for any team to be playing. And we would have to be able to structure it that way to be able to not only get a good competitive side to this league, but also balancing everything else. And I feel like this is a good design for that. But let me know in, in the comments below of on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere that you have the ability to give me your opinions. I'd love to hear them, as well as maybe even a, a, a suggestion or two about how you would change it. Really and truly, I, I absolutely love these discussions, and, and thank you again to Minnesota Super Cup for kind of sparking this idea, because it was so much fun to research. You have absolutely no idea. And with this segment wrapped up, let's go ahead and get into my predictions for the CONCACAF Champions League matches. So, um, this was, uh, I was, I was not expecting to be starting the CONCACAF <laughs> prediction segment like this, but, uh, yeah, as of uh, me recording this, Violetta from Haiti is absolutely battering Austin FC 3 to 0 I I genuinely cannot believe this I am an absolute I'm in an absolute loss for words at this result right now Austin have to score 3 or more possible that's the, the game's not even over it's 30 minutes left in the game more than that, actually, it's forty forty ish minutes left in the game. I I I don't know how to. Pr- I my uh, sorry guys, my brain is just not functioning. Holy cow! Because I, I was genu before I was thinking about recording the predictions and then doing my MLS structure setup, and then I would go back to this. Uh, yeah, no, holy cow. I would have been so wrong in my prediction for Austin against Violetta or Violet. I I don't know why I'm putting an A at the end of it, but uh, holy mackerel! I cannot believe this. So, needless to say, I would have been wrong with the first prediction. 
<laughs> um, so going to the second game of of today, Philadelphia Union versus Allianz from El Salvador. I feel like this would be a really good matchup in the sense of the structure and defense for Philadelphia. Philadelphia was very easily the best defense last year, and so I feel like they will be able to use that to their advantage and and be able to start their CONCACAF Champions League campaign in, in a strong way and just really utilize their defensive strength going into this CONCACAF champion. They're going to need it for the later stages of the competition. I don't want to say that Allianz is going to be a, a walkover game because that's that's never the case, and especially considering the Austin game. I, I can't say anything, <laughs> but regardless, Philadelphia have a good start they can have a really good start with this first leg in El Salvador and then coming home and putting on a good defensive performance in Philadelphia for the second leg it'll be it'll be really really good for them I think I feel like Philadelphia should be getting the better of Allianz but I can't really say for sure I'll say first game it'll be 2-1 to Philadelphia. Going to the last match of today, as of recording Tuesday, I feel like Orlando, who this is going to be a, a very, very tough match for Orlando. Orlando has not seen the likes of Tigres or a team like Tigres in a professional matchup, in a competitive matchup. Tigres won the CONCACAF Champions League in 2020. They know what the success tastes like and and smells like. They know what it takes to get to that final hurdle. I'm not entirely sure Orlando has that, that edge, at least with this. I want to be a little more conservative with this matchup. I feel like... Tigres are going to really turn it up in the second leg. I'll say that Orlando holds their own first matchup. 1-1 in this first matchup. And then Tigres will... uh, I'll do another prediction for next week. Actually, no. I will not be because there's going to be a very, 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 very special episode next week. So, I will get back to you on possible predictions maybe that'll be on our twitter and our facebook i'll just post them and be like hey here's my predictions for the second legs of the CONCACAF champions league we can do it that way so for my prediction tigres against uh orlando city i'll say 1-1 for this first matchup now for the first matchup for tomorrow we have taro against leon club leon from mexico mexico is a very dominant side obviously in the CONCACAF champions league they've won almost every single CONCACAF Champions League minus last year over the past 20 years. There's a reason why they're a strong side. So uh, I will say Leon gets the better in this matchup over the first leg. Let's go ahead and say... hmm, I'll do a 2-0 for that one. The second matchup is Atlas against Olympia. I... 
I really don't know which way to go with this because Olympia is a is a very strong team, very strong Honduras team. I feel like they are clinical when they need to be, especially in the CONCACAF Champions League. And overall, they can, they could definitely get the better of Atlas if Atlas gets carried away or, or careless. But Atlas, having won both the Apertura and Clausura last year, they are really going to be, they should very well much be in top form for this competition. So I will go ahead and say 1-0 in favor of Atlas for the first leg. I'm not sure about the second leg, though. I, I can't talk too much uh, unless... I don't know. Yeah, Atlas 1-0. I'm going to I'm gonna stick with that. Atlas 1-0. We've got, for the last matchup, tomorrow as of recording, to, today as of when this episode comes out, the Vancouver Whitecaps against Real Espana. Uh, Real Espana is Honduras as well with Olympia. But uh, mm, Vancouver's been strong last year. Vancouver, I'm going to say Vancouver's going to get that one. 1-0 one as well. It's going to be a very close matchup between the two. Uh, I, I could very well see a 0-0 or a 1-0 or a, or a going the other way with that one. V- Vancouver can definitely have their moments where they slip up and give up an easy goal. Any team really and truly can, but I think Vancouver will get the better of that one. For the first matchup on Thursday, we've got Pachuca against Matagua. I I know I absolutely butchered that, but regardless, Pachuca, very strong side. I'm going to say, I think that's going to be a very lopsided matchup for the first leg, 3-0. I'm going to say 3-0 on that one in favor of Pachuca. For the final matchup on Thursday, we've got LAFC against, I'm going to absolutely butcher this, but... Alahualense. Close enough. We're going to go ahead with that. But LAFC should get the better of this matchup while on the other half the Costa Rican side is is very, very strong. Let's let's go ahead and get that out of the way because they they have been able to get into the CONCACAF Champions League. They've they've been able to do that for a reason. Costa Rican sides have been able to get the better of even Mexican sides when it comes to this competition. I I do not take Costa Rica lightly when it comes to this competition, especially considering the fact that they've won six, as a country, they've won six CONCACAF Champions Leagues since its inception. It, it's definitely not a matchup I, I take lightly, but realistically, LAFC should be getting the upper half of that game I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to call an upset. Why not? I'm going to say 2-0 for the Costa Rican side. And then LAFC possibly turn it around for that second leg. So that is going to wrap up my predictions for the CONCACAF Champions League, leg one of the round of 16. 
as well as the episode for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as it was to research and put in the effort on my end. It was just, it was such a pleasure, and and I like I said, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you have not already, check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Wormburner Podcast. If you have not checked out our Twitter, it is at Wormburner PDCST. Again, that is Wormburner PDCST, as well as our website, the dash Wormburner dash podcast captivate.fm again that is the dash wormburner dash podcast.captivate.fm if you did not catch already earlier in the episode we will be having a very very special episode for you guys next week i am so so excited for it you have absolutely no idea how ready i am for you guys to have that episode brought to you so Without further ado, keep in keep on track with the social media for the updates having to do with this episode as well as future episodes. Stay safe, have fun, love soccer guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Ciao everyone.